You are now listening to the Fight, Fights Like a Girl, Girl podcast with Big Fridge and GQ Smooth. T-H, and you're tuned into another Fights Like a Girl podcast. I got my co-host with me as usual. Let them know what your name is. Big Fridge is early in the morning. We fucked up and we doing what the fuck we do. Goddamn, for me, you ain't getting up with the motherfucking undisputed truth. And, of course, we got the green-eyed motherfucking 1000 in the building. Tell us what the topic is, baby. Life lessons. Life motherfucking lessons. So, let me leave with this motherfucker. 25 Christmases in the penitentiary, goddammit. I said Christmases, right? In the penitentiary. You think that I made it through that shit, and I went through prison when prison was still prison, doing 25 motherfucking Christmases, right, without the lessons of my forefathers and mothers giving me the game. The pimp niggas that raised up, raised up under uh, Pimpin' Doodle, God rest your soul. Uncle Tone and shit, uh, Pippin' Pete Active off Main Street. All these pimp niggas, right, that came through. Teaching me life lessons, let me go through that thing, right? So at the end of the day, we're going to talk about life lessons and what they mean to us, right? So I'm going to ask the 16-year-old, green-eyed, motherfucking 1,000, what are some of the early life lessons you've experienced to help you get through the struggle that you've been through thus far? Because we never hear from the young people. Come on in. A major one is probably realizing that you is probably realizing that not everybody has your best interest at heart. Like, they telling you you should be doing this, but that's probably not the best thing or right thing for you in that moment. Okay. Can you expound on a particular lesson? I'm just asking. Not to pick on anybody in particular, but anything in particular. I'm about to come up with something random. Come on with it. So, let's say you know you should be doing this work. Mm Mm-hmm. But you got other stuff you need to be taking care of, like paperwork and so forth. Right. So you tell somebody and you say, I need to be doing this homework, but I also need to do this paperwork, which one is more important. You know that paperwork is due tomorrow, but that homework ain't due to the end of the week. So Mm -hmm. what are you about to handle first? Okay. But you end up handling that homework and now you stuck because you wish your paperwork. So you're talking about priorities, right? Yeah, all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you some of the life lessons I came up under, right? One of the first ones, real niggas don't tell, they go to jail. That was a life lesson I got from my main man, Tyrone Kelly, who died a tragic death, right? And when I was early in the dope game, 1987, 88, 89 and shit, right? I remember me and my nigga Danny Broomfield. We was talking about that shit. No, it was Dink Bradley. And so I said, man, I ain't never going to jail. Jail's for suckers, nigga. I don't fuck with no motherfucking penitentiary, nigga. He said, what is you, a snitch, nigga? I said, nigga, you trying to see me, nigga? I wasn't trying to fight Dink. Dink was a professional fighter. He said, nah, nigga, but if you playing this game, nigga, your ass is going to jail, right? And that shit still holds to me today, right? Sometimes the shit you hear coming from your forefathers 
resonates with you. But it might not be the shit that you necessarily want to hear. One another, another life lesson that I got from uh, my grandfather, Mr. Ed Needham, guy, rest your soul, Air Force veteran. Died of old school death, you know what I'm saying, on his deathbed, man, surrounded by his children and shit. He was loved and hated by many, you know what I'm saying? But he taught me that you got to be able to talk to kings and bums at the same motherfucking time. And I didn't understand what the fuck he meant, right, until I went to the penitentiary and I had to govern niggas, you know what I'm saying? And that lesson taught me that just because the motherfucker's beneath you or you perceive him to be or her to be beneath you don't mean that that's the case. Sometimes you got to understand that a motherfucker that's up under you or who you think is up under you, it's the same as you, but they done went through life's changes that you don't truly understand. And right now, we all going through life's changes. And I want everybody out there to know that you ain't alone. It, this shit ain't no motherfucking joke. Many of us been raised by deadbeat dads, deadbeat moms. Many of us, many of us been raised by people who didn't give a fuck about us, right? But we need you to know that the life lessons that you get is what's going to pull you through, you know? So... Trisha's on the, in the building. I just wanted to ask her, you know what I'm saying? Because she was raised by a bad motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Two bad motherfuckers. Was there any life lessons that you heard early in the game that got you to the point where you are now? You just sustained basically two children with, with just the minimal amount of help, you know what I'm saying, from the fathers. Thing. I hate to put your business out there, you know what I'm saying? But what's the life lessons that got you to where you at right now? Because we're sitting in your crib right now doing what the fuck we doing in here in the hood on Hustle. <laughs> Come on in there. Um, as far as life lessons in the home, the things that I can truly say that resonate with me is just, you know, being around your family and just something that my mom always told me when I was a kid basically was like, you know, if you go somewhere and people ain't being nice to you, like, come home. Like, <laughs> come the fuck home. I know that one. And my dad will always tell me, like, never let him see you sweat. Mm. That's a good one. Um, you know, you know, don't cry in mm. front of motherfuckers that don't care about you. You know, like, you know, sometimes you got to swallow that shit and wait till you get to the proper place with the proper people. To let out your proper feelings. That's right. As far as like lessons um, that I have learned along the way on my own is, you know, like care about yourself more than you care about other motherfuckers. Mm. That's very important. I know that's something that's hard for me. Like I'm still learning that lesson, but I hope that my I've instilled that in to my kids like you know it's all your fault <laughs> you know it's all your fault <laughs> my whole life it's all your fault don't you know put yourself first and make sure you do what you need to do for yourself that's my that's like my most important lesson that and I think I've learned to piggyback off of that I would say um something that my dad always told me was um it's just not a fair world. You know what I mean? All the time. <laughs> Niggas is two-faced. You know what I mean? So you just, you got to keep it in order. Like, at the end of the day, you're not always going to get what you want. But you can control what you get because you deserve it. 
And with that being said, let me let me break down a little story, right? You know, I had to govern the folks when I was in the joint. GDs, shout out to Chicago, seven folks, right? And so uh, it was, I ain't going to call them out by names. It was one brother and another brother. It was best friends group. One of them was from the west side of Chicago. He was a GD, which is very strange. Because everybody on the west side of Chicago, mostly the Stones, Vice Lords, things of that nature. And another one was from the south side, you know, and um, they was best friends. He was folks. And so, when he went home from the joint, and dude was a thorough nigga, though, right? And so, he said, man, yeah, nigga, I hope you get everything you deserve, nigga. And when we was by ourselves, I said, nigga, that's some fucked up shit to say to, to, say to dude like that, right? I'm calling him by his name and shit, right? But he looked at me and said, nigga, really? Is it really fucked up what he said, what I said? And I had to think about that, right? If we hope that people get everything they deserve in this lifetime, right? If we really do, if just think about the concept. That you get what you deserve. That brings about a great deal of responsibility. What do a motherfucker really deserve in his lifetime, right? Nothing. Well, that's one statement. Take, I mean, technically, I mean, just living in America, like I said previously, we are so entitled. Mm. What makes you think you deserve to be on top? Mm. What makes you think you deserve that good job, this good pay? What, what qualifies you? As being better than the next man if we are supposed to be perceived as being equal. But what if you work to be better than the next man? Should you deserve to be better than the next man? Depending on the circumstances. Mm, that's so, you, so it goes back to the old saying, you reap what you sow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but back to that's your point. kind of crazy because that you say that you reap what you sow. But you could be at the same time. And this is why so many people... Stray so far away, sorry. As is why so many people stray far away from religion. Because it's like, why do good things, I mean, bad things happen to good people? Mm. That's the basis of it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be all negative. If you going to school every day, what did you do? You laid down those seeds for your education and you have a master's. So you got... What you lay down for? That's what you planned for. In a sense, but I'm still in a position where I can be like better. I could be. You, but you more. never stop learning, right? Yeah. You never stop growing. Yeah, so, for sure. At the end of the day, but I want to say got like, what you deserve. Ah, uh, it doesn't always have to be negative. It yes, true, but like what I deserve is much more than what I have right now. Of course. What about the nigga? Oh, what about the nigga you was talking about, my man? Yeah, I mean, shouts out to him, you know what I'm saying? Who done killed a bunch of motherfuckers as a juvenile? Do he deserve to lose his life? Because in the Bible it says, you know, if you like taking life, then you should like losing that motherfucker at the same time. So my question is, should we really get what we deserve in this lifetime? Because if you kill somebody, let's just say you kill somebody protecting your home, should you deserve to die as well? What are why. you protecting? Are you protecting material things? Are you protecting, protecting your, your family? family? Yeah. If you're protecting your family and someone's trying to come in against your family, then absolutely. But if you trying to protect over some diamonds and some material things, I mean, I don't know. I just what if he coming in? To, what if he coming in to protect his family? His family is predicated on what? if he ain't bringing home no motherfucking bread, then you don't eat. 
So now this what? Is that podcast? I mean, it's podcast. all about the <laughs> ecosystem, right? So, and and the survival of the fittest, right? So if so you now sell, survival if, of the if you have to do what you have to do <laughs> in order to get what you have to get, I have to do what I have to do in order to protect my family. Just, but you did what you had to do to protect this little beautiful motherfucker standing next to you. So my question hey. is. What the fuck? Hey, so then my question is, this is, is the, he wrong? Bro, this is what I'm talking about. That's that justification regarding the code of ethics. Mm. Because it's just like... If, if, but we all raised differently, right? So if you was raised to rob and steal and get it, and you feel like you need to come why do I have to be? Why do I have to be at that cause? Why, why, why do I have to work? Why do I have to go to school? And you get the uh, so-called get the easy way out as far as robbing to get it. That's not fair. It's not fair. Well, hold up. Let's, but in the grand scheme like of life, the door is it, is easy, it, though. It's, okay, because it's work. So what I'm saying to you is if you got the easy way out because you are able to have the opportunities to go to school and you're able to go, wait a minute, you had the opportunity to go to school and you were able to succeed and you got what you need to, to strive through life, right? Your opportunities come more than once, right? Because if you robbing and you stealing and you kicking in doors, who's to say that today is your last door? My opportunity to go to school is so great in America. We all have that opportunity in a sense. Absolutely. It's just who's going to take that opportunity or not. Because, like, I didn't have to go to school. Like I said previously, I never thought I would go to school. But, when did but you, that's what I chose but when to did do. But when did you know? know that you wanted to go to school and and what instilled you to go to school did your parents have anything to do with that no i can genuinely say my mom wanted me to go my dad didn't give a fuck like so i could have been on the fence but either way you were i went to school because i wanted the plan b what i always wanted to do was start my own business but i wanted to understand life both sides of the coin Cause my dad always said niggas is two faces just like a quarter. That's right. So, like, I wanted to get. I already got the ethnic side. I wanted the white perspective as well, which is part of the reason why I picked a PWI, a predominantly white institution, mm-hmm. over a HBCU. Mm-hmm. Because I knew I couldn't learn from being amongst. The majority. Because in the grand scheme of life, you wanted to play the game. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. But here's the thing. You have the opportunity to play the game. And even either way, your dad didn't care, your mom cared, right? So she steered you towards that. If not necessarily steered you, she at least had that conversation with you. You knew what she wanted from you, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's not leave my dude out because he did want you to go to college. I know your father in ways you don't. He wanted the best for you, but he cannot manifest that through yes. his addictions. Um, he, you know he was a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? GQ Snoop's father was a street nigga. I would you know say, who lost I would say um, he never discouraged me in any aspect. Right. So he wanted like, what you wanted. Yes. Like you could go to school, you could start a business, you can be a rapper. The world is Basically, your oyster. You my baby girl. You can yeah, do whatever. Like, try shit. 
if it fails, try something else. Like, so, you know what I mean? With that being said, that is some type of encouragement. What about motherfuckers that never had no encouragement? You gotta... I say this with everybody because at the end of the day, I'm not close for real to either one of my parents. I love my parents, but to me, I never really had a real solid and genuine connection with either one of them. Um, my dad was absent. He was in and out. And I never really vibed with my mother and still don't, but we cool. You know what I mean? So it was just like, I was, I had certain tools, but it was really left up to me to decide what I want to do. And that's what really life is about. And I'm grateful for the experience because like, I mean, it's your world. You got to choose what you want for yourself. So, yes, I went to school just to see what it was about. I was like, I give myself a year to see if I want to be here or not. I went in really undecided and went to philosophy, did a year in law. Settled with sociology and criminal justice just because it was easy and I had no math. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just got those degrees easy, came out, was able to get a decent paying job based on that. Right. Without no baby mamas. And that's the difference between many of us. We put the cart before the horse. We got a baby and a baby mama. You don't have them particular options. It ain't got nothing to do with race or it's got mostly, mostly to do with gender and biology. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead. I just, I really think you got to want better for yourself to do better for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about what other people want for you. Because at the end of the day, at your own own pace, you got to learn that you can't appease everyone. But it wasn't about appeasing or doing what other people want. It was about encouragement and what you're getting in your home. Because at the end of the day, someone is pushing you and steering you whether you want to realize it or not. You Mm -hmm. are getting encouragement. I think that definitely makes a difference Sometimes encouragement can be negative because yeah. you're like oh this person you ain't never gonna be shit I'm not you know what I mean? do that you know what i'm saying or just you know watching how you was raised and not raising your kids the same way mm. you know what i'm saying it's all about yeah. what you see let me bring this to the flow here's a question this is one of the life lessons i was taught by a pimp nigga right <laughs> he told <laughs> he said fine. nigga we was drinking in a motherfucker in this place called Ragtime back in the days. And I'm asking you this question. I want y'all to hear me, right? He asked me the question. What's a pimp with no hoes? Okay. That was a hoe with no pimp. Right? <laughs> and he told me, I said, well, I don't know. He said, a pimp with no hoes is just a nigga talking shit. Right? Does that mean anything to you? Anything. What's a pimp with no hoes? The answer is just a nigga talking shit. Does that mean anything to you? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you then? Because yes. if you, you can have plans all day, but if you ain't going to carry them through, then you're just talking. I'm glad you said that. Um, because I'm, at the end of the day, your hoes is to make you money, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I will say, um, through my own personal experiences, I don't make plans anymore. Mm. I don't know where life is going to take me because in the blink of an eye, your life can change. I can go out here right now and get arrested 
And what do my degrees mean? Nothing. At all. Because then you turn just to a nigga with degrees. Exactly. Like, it's just like Kanye said, you're still a nigga in the game. Well, what Malcolm exactly. X said, what's the educated nigga they call him a nigga? That's what they call that's what, what Malcolm X said. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's sad. Like, we uh, give so much power to so many people who don't even deserve it. So many people who don't qualify for the position. But it's just like, that's why you got to have the... The degree is my plan B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did what I had to do. I had fun while I was doing it. It was the best time of my life. One of the best times of my life, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it. Right. But at the end of the day, you can't let something as uh, that justify who you are and what you're doing in the same sense because that can be stripped away within seconds. All right. So Pimp and Doodle gave me another life lesson. <laughs> Right, God rest his holy and divine soul. He said, a nigga can be anything he want to be if he get one motherfucker to believe in him. One. That sounds like a negative connotation. Sounds like a cult. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, well, what do you think? It sounds like a cult? Well, come on in there. Does it? In a sense, but... I don't know. It's just like... You can get... That's what pimping is. You can get somebody to believe in whatever you believe in, just from sweet talking, but that don't make it right. Well, somebody told him. Believe in what you pushing. Well, hold up. Somebody told Donald Trump, this idiot, you're going to be president of the United States. One motherfucker told him that, and guess what the fuck happened? Mm -hmm. I'm not not discouraging, encouraging. Mm -hmm. Like, all you need is. According to the Bible, a mustard seed, mm-hmm. a faith. A faith, which is one of the smallest seeds in nature. Yeah. That's right. And as long as you got that, that could be your little engine that could keep you pushing on. There ain't no two ways about it. So, you just got to really believe yourself. What? Say what you saw. Not necessarily. <laughs> Not even necessarily for the people who don't believe in that because I don't think you reap what you sow. I think. What do you think? You believe in that? What was it? The universal justice? Universal law. Universal law? Universal law. What do you believe in? Mm. If you don't believe you reap what you sow, and you don't believe in universal justice or straight justice or whatever the <laughs> hell you call it, what happened? It's just like drunk driving, right? Mm. You get away with it so many times before you get caught, right? So what is that? Is that my justice coming back, or is that just a coincidence? Oh, this is a really hard question. <laughs> I'm one of them. The energy you put out is the energy you get back. I, I can see that, it. but it's just like, it's a coincidence. I like that question. Well, we don't believe in coincidence. The forefather said that there's no such thing as a coincidence. That all laws, all, all times are governed by, excuse me, all things are governed by events and laws. There is no such thing as a coincidence. If you bump into somebody and they happen to bless you, it's not a coincidence, right? Uh, <laughs> Europeans have a word for it. It's called serendipity. It comes from the concept of the king of serendip. When you do great deeds, sometimes great deeds find you back. It's no coincidence that. Like when you look at the sun, the 
the sun generates gravity, right? And he has well over not well, it has more than nine planets and ten planets. It has you know uh, 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 belts of uh, rocks floating around. It got all kinds of comets that come into its orbit, right? When you spin it in the right direction or even the wrong direction, you attract certain things because your motions actually bring things to you. If you just land in the house, let's talk about a cat lady for a minute. She got eight cats in the house. Cats don't fuck with you like that. Cats fuck with themselves. I don't know why people get a cat and think a cat's going to fuck with you like that. Cats don't love nobody but themselves. They only predator. They said if a cat got ten times bigger than you, he would eat your ass and paw you to death. You know what I'm saying? And you raise him all your life. Cats are loyal to themselves. You see what I'm saying? So you got a cat lady. And she's sitting in that motherfucker, why did the cats eat her face? Because the cats don't give a fuck about her face. If you ain't got no fancy feet, bitch, <laughs> I need that face. And that's a life lesson? Yes, it is. You don't see it? Don't buy cats. Fuck it with cats. Damn, that's the fucking life. Are you shitting me? Get a little deeper. God damn. All of this money. All right, so one of the life lessons and shit was given to us by, I think it was Aesop who talked about the frog who put a snake in his pouch and took him across the pond. And then the snake bit him at the end of the journey, and the, and the frog said, why did you bite me? And the snake looked at his ass as he went on dry land and said, because, bitch, I'm a snake. You don't get the life lesson? And so, therefore, in life, we have lessons that are put in front of us to stop us from fucking with the snake. But we always put the snake in the pouch. Why is that? These life lessons Because it feels us. good. Why does it feel good? Because they serve, they slithery, they feel good in your hand, in your pouch. You know what I'm saying? Why? It's like because snakes. it's taboo. That ain't for me. You know what I'm right. You know what I'm saying? And taboo is a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I just think, uh, I feel like people don't uh, take it as seriously as they should. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And the end of the motherfucking day, these life lessons and maxims that were passed down before us they guide us in our life. Listen to the life lessons that were put in front of you. They were put in front of you for a reason. This was a short-ass podcast, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to go ahead and motherfucker. You got something to say, 16? Green-eyed bandit? No. All right, then, goddammit. Please sign out, guys. So uh, what you're saying is, before I go... Yeah, come on in. Pay attention Yes. to what the universe is. Providing you with yes. within your relationships, yes. between people, yes, and between work, and listen to the wisdom that was given to you before you existed. There's nothing new under the sun. Some people might reconfigurate words and maxims, but ain't nothing new under the sun. I feel like they should be a little updated, though. If I'm being honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, keep I, in mind I, that I the first that. book, the first book was considered the internet. Understand that what? that was revolutionary. Y'all don't know the history of the world. Alright. I I agree with the 16 year old because yeah. it's just like some stuff outdated information yeah. don't really work sometimes. Well get that shit Depending together. on what the information is. Right. You could be giving me like let's take uh white privilege as an example. Right. So like you telling me it's okay to continuously hate Blacks and all other races, but because you think you're so much prestigious when we're all people at the end of the day, like you keep passing that on and passing that on and passing that on, 
And that contributes to the destruction within our society itself. That's why I feel like it should all be updated. <laughs> it's not the 1960s no more. We're not being sprayed with water hoses no more. Yeah. Me. Like, I mean, metaphorically, yes. But actually, no. Yeah. Like, past all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's room for growth. So, I don't know. Oh, well, well, you know, it's GQ Spoof, it's GQ underscore S-M-O-S-M-Z-O-T-H. We are fried. All right, we're out.